What's up, everyone? This is Must Go Faster, a pop culture podcast for the people. I'm your co-host, Ben Brandlinger, broadcasting from Brooklyn. And out in Long Beach, California, bumping Johnny Greenwood scores on repeat, I'm Robert Denfeld. That's perfect uh, Southern California music. <laughs> it is. You play that on the beach, the uh, Phantom Thread score, while you're... Uh, it transports um, you, yeah. <laughs> so in this episode, we are talking about the one, the only... The Academy Awards. Yes, the Oscars. The 90th Academy Awards, hosted by Jimmy Kimmel this Sunday. Uh, This is one of our mutual loves, I would say, the Oscars. For sure. Um, Ever since we met each other about 10 years ago, you know, throughout college... We did. We used to fill out like ballots. I don't know if you remember <laughs> yeah, each year. We're going to talk about and, that tonight. <laughs> and you know, yeah, it's basically we did ballots in college and we'd watch it every year. This yeah. is us doing it in pod form 10 years later, essentially. Right. So we'll be going through um, all, a lot of the main categories, give our general thoughts, takes, yeah. who we think should win, who we think's going to win. And I think, uh, you know, the, this is kind of the, I don't want to dive into why, but I'm just going to say like, Really, the only award show that truly matters, I think, in the culture, sure, in, in, in our in the eyes. U.S. Wh- yeah, yeah, and why they're never per- while they're never perfect, they definitely get more things right than they do wrong, especially in terms of the nominations. I mean, for every yeah, there's you know referencing wins here, like the artist and Crash, which are kind of considered you know blunders that they won the best picture. <laughs> yeah. But you know, in recent memory, you have you know No Country for Old Men and Moonlight just last year, The Departed. I mean, if right. you just kind of look throughout history. And looking at those Best Picture nominations, I mean, the most of them are pretty great. They typically movies. get it right. Yeah. yeah, and I mean, we I give some credibility to the the SAG Awards, the Screen Actors Guilds, the the DGA, the Directors Guilds of America. Yeah, those are all very director. legit. They just don't have yeah. the mainstream. Not that the Oscars no. are that you know it's not the Super Bowl, but it's <laughs> it as big for, as award it, shows get. You know? Yeah, it feels mainstream for us, and I know a lot of people <laughs> that treat it that way. Totally, totally. So this will be hosted by. Our man Jimmy Kimmel making his triumphant return after last year's. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry. No. There's a, this, there's a mistake. Moonlight, you guys won Best Picture. Moonlight won. Come on, I, this is not a joke. Come this on. is not a joke. I'm afraid they read the wrong thing. This is not a joke. Moonlight has won Best Picture. Moonlight, Best Picture. Last debacle member i mean i don't know that Mix was a memorable yeah. yeah yeah so i, I but not his fault at all no no he, he handled that very well uh yeah. i remember doing a reaction must go faster podcast like the day right. after uh bringing back those days but i can guarantee you him hosting this job and i think he's going to be really good i mean i'm a pretty big fan of his yeah i mean that very first joke will absolutely be in reference to the best picture <laughs> yeah i mean i is that a bet in Vegas? Because I'll bet I'll bet that being the very first thing that comes out of his mouth, something that's in yeah. reference. It's just too much I, of an obvious. I read in Variety, he joked, um, if you think we screwed up the ending this year, wait until you see what we have planned for the 90th anniversary. So, <laughs> right, yeah, or, yeah. I guess w- what they ended up, or screwed up last year. But yeah, um, it's going to be interesting to see how he handles the room, you know, all the the things going on in Hollywood right now with the, you know, sexual harassment claims yeah, and me too, everything and up. yeah the, the time's up movement me too hashtag like everything going on in the in the culture right now it's going to be an interesting uh sort of dynamic of jimmy trying to not make light of that situation obviously because it's very serious and impacts a lot of the people that will be in that room that yeah. night you know um so it's it's going to be important for him to keep some levity to the night and you know, while touching on those things, and they're obviously important, uh, you know, it's it should be entertaining to the audience in the room and at home. So yeah. there will also be know, not I to dwell on it too much. I don't think he'll be shying away from uh, Trump content, especially given the kind of the role he's taken in the last year in his like late night monologues. I mean, <laughs> we'll go down that path, but uh, he'll <laughs> right. be. I, I imagine that Trump will be mentioned quite a few times, sure. and you know, just thinking of the. <laughs> it's Golden worth mentioning, Globes, <laughs> right? Uh, there's some stuff to talk about there. Um, thinking about the Golden Globes, which I mean, feel like forever ago, but we're in January. I mean, yeah. m- almost every speech had some kind of mention of the Me Too Times Up movement. I mean, it was at the yeah. forefront of that three-hour show, and yeah, I mean, 
Time's up. It's obviously still a very strong and powerful movement that's happening. Um, it's not just given the media cycle that the nature of how that how fast it moves. Like it's definitely not as much at the forefront it was in January. So yeah. it'd be interesting to but see still, how much those speeches and how much it yeah. is part of the show. But I mean, it obviously will. It's be still on extent. people's minds. Yeah, Ab- absolutely, and yeah, with all the people involved. Yeah, it potentially affected a few nominations this year. We can get to yeah, that yeah. later. But so, how do you feel about the nominations? I mean, let's. Uh, yeah, we're yeah. gonna. I want to set this up a little bit. We're going to go through nine categories, nine of the the top, you know, headline categories of of the Oscars that are, you know, there every year and break those down a little bit by nominee and talk about who we think should win, who we think will win and and some of the odds and such. Um, but just the nominations overall, I think were pretty exciting this year and mm-hmm. uh, got some really interesting sort of new age uh, movies represented in there. Uh, Some disappointing things, some things that left you a bit uninspired, but I think generally it was a really good nominations year and I'm excited to watch the show. And I hope, I hope some of those surprises uh, aren't just left, you know, just as waiting for their, yeah, yeah, waiting for their chance. I hope there are some surprise victories and those make for the best moments in speeches and on stage and in the audience. So I hope there are some surprises that kind of, you know, drive the show a little bit this year and it's not all chalk. Um, I just want to, uh, here we go. Okay. Uh, the studio, I love you and Cameron Crowe and uh, Tom Cruise. I love you, brother. I love you, man. Well, it was a really great year for movies last year, and I think that's kind of the biggest yeah. reason why you s- there were so many exciting nominations. And I also just kind of want to point out the shift of like the voters' base of who makes up the Academy, who right. makes these decisions on what's nominated and what wins. So, you know, if you recall that Oscars So White backlash a few years ago, yeah. where a bunch of stars kind of boycotted the award show themselves, there was a big social media movement. Um, in June of 2016, the Academy invited a record 683 new members. 41% were people of color. 46% were women. Obviously, this was long overdue. I knew before that the numbers were so skewed towards like old white men. Um, and this is a significant change. I think, uh, yeah, like as I mentioned, historically, Oscar voters on average were 63 years old. 76% of them were, were men, 94% of them white. Now it's made up of over 6,000 members in total. And I think that wow. shift is ninety four percent white. That's that's yeah, a staggering yeah. number, but obviously not this, not like that anymore. Sure, sure. Like, and I wonder, you know, if Get Out came out ten years ago, like, would it have gotten nominated? You know, without Probably having not. such a diverse vote. Yeah, it's no. hard to say. Or you know, just for one example. But I think that shift in the voters' base, you're seeing the reflection of the kind of movies that are nominated. And I think it's definitely. Yeah. The trend it's moving towards is obviously much better. It's it's a nice mix, you know, like a movie like Dunkirk, which was one of the biggest movies of the summer, getting, uh-huh. you know, Best Director and Best Picture nominations. You know, you have Get Out, you have, you know, The Big Sick, Logan, the first comic sure. book movie ever. You know, there's plenty of examples, and we're going to get into it in detail. Yeah. But Mud I think bound. it, um, yeah, it was really one of the more, I think, with these nominations, one of the four, I mean, one of the more fun to talk about yeah, years. it's exciting so it's exciting yeah, yeah. and I'm, I'm glad to see some of those movies represented and getting honored as they should and the oscar goes to heath ledger in the dark Knight. natalie portman black swan and the oscar goes to martin scorsese leonardo dicaprio lupita nyong'o so Without further ado, do you want to get into these nine main categories? And yes. I'll let you I'll let you start with the first one. Um, so we're going with um, Best Supporting Actress. Yeah, which I think is this, the first. The acting categories is first. Is that usually the first award? I think it's the first award. It is often, yeah, yeah. Either yeah. Best Supporting Actor or Supporting Actress. They like to uh-huh. kick it off with the... They're not starting things off with Best Sound Editing because they know people <laughs> right. are tuning in and they, they want They mix know, those in the middle. Totally. Yeah. So Best Supporting Actress nominations are Mary J. Blige from Mudbound, Allison uh, Janney or Janney for Itonia. Janney. Janney, yeah. Leslie Manville, Phantom Thread, uh, Laurie Metcalf, Lady Bird, Octavia Spencer, The Shape of Water. Yes. So um, 
a few thoughts uh, right off the bat, looking at those nominations. I mean, one, if you've heard our best movies of 2017 pod, you know how we feel about Phantom Thread. Leslie yeah. Manville really goes so glad she was nominated with Daniel Day Lewis, like really just matches him in like oh, intensity yeah. and the performance. Like yeah. it's just such a good foil. She's perfectly cast. I'm so glad she was nominated. Plays his sister. Yeah. Um, Octavia Spencer, good actress. Uh-huh. Having watching Shape of Water, like in no way an Oscar caliber performance. I, would I didn't say. think so either. Yeah, it, it felt like she was just kind of thrown in as part of like a landslide of the nominations. Shape of Water, I know, Chino got I think thirteen, the most of any movie. Yeah, and she's fine in it, but I mean, come on, I I, I don't know. That just felt they could have put in someone more more deserving. I agree. Um, that's the one that I, stuck out to me as surprising. I was actually surprised to see Leslie Manville just because I hadn't heard much, you know, buzz around her performance. Although when I saw it, I thought wow she deserves a nomination because she was just incredible and kind of held the movie up and you know was the one you know along with uh vicky crepes who plays alma the the lead actress in that movie they they kind of just push against uh you know daniel day lewis as uh woodcock and uh, i just thought she was critical to making that movie work and so great but yeah. uh, the odds on favorite for this category is Allison Janney no question mm-hmm. for Itanya she's kind of won So i haven't seen Iton Itanya you Tanya, said you yeah. you uh you I loved kind it. of loved it I loved did it. yeah <laughs> i was a little bit surprised how much i loved it um <laughs> you know it was getting buzz and some people have some backlash against the movie just for the you know subject matter and their feelings about tanya harding but mm. i really recommend this movie to people if you haven't checked it out um allison janney was great in it uh she plays a really uh interesting mother character uh, tanya harding's mother um she's really good she's really interesting and out there and it's a loud performance um so why don't we get into uh who you think should win and who you think will win yeah, so I mean, it, it seems like, and just kind of doing research, Allison, uh, Janie, is it Janie or Janie? Janie, Janie. <laughs> Janie, yeah. She's like a clear favorite. It seems she like is. it would be a pretty big upset if she didn't win. I right. wonder too if, um, you know, Margot Robbie, she got nominated for uh, Best Actress for the same mm-hmm. movie, mm-hmm. who I thought early on, like a few months ago, just looking at the trailers and that type of performance, I thought, oh, this is like, looks like a shoe in right. for her winning, you know, and it seems like she's not kind of in like the top two as far as what i'm seeing so maybe this is a way to kind of make up for her losing not to you know discredit uh the uh, janie's performance Uh um but i just thought that was kind of like interesting dichotomy i think who should win out of these movies i haven't seen mudbound either but laurie metcalf i think in ladybird it's just a very nuanced and powerful performance i think millions of moms can see themselves in her character it reminded me a bit of uh patricia arquette in boyhood oh yeah years ago yeah good call supporting actress um yeah yeah just i was thinking back of and i was like oh that yeah that is similar in a lot of ways but (laughs) yeah uh, a bit different because it didn't take 12 years to film but uh yes i totally get the the motherly qualities yeah 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 so do you uh, do you want to yeah. move on to uh, well, best? Or I just wanted real quick. I wanted to say best. yeah, my my winner. I think um, Leslie Manville for Phantom Thread uh, as Cyril. I think she should win. I think Allison Janney is obviously the odds-on favorite. But I'm actually gonna pick Laurie Metcalf w- along with you uh, for her performance as Lady Bird's mother in Lady Bird. I think. It's a bit of a surprise, and I I would be really excited to see her win. And mm-hmm. you know, it's a pretty beloved performance, so it wouldn't be that totally. shocking. But I, I'm rooting for that. And I think my my snub or who I would have replaced Octavia Spencer with would be Carrie Mulligan from Mudbound. Uh, would have given mm-hmm. I, I thought two, she two her, Mudbounds. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Best uh, two best supporting actress nominations would have been really cool to see. I thought she. Carrie Mulligan was actually probably better than Mary J. Blige for me in that in that movie and definitely better than Octavia Spencer, so I would go with that. But yeah, let's move on to supporting actor category. Uh, I'll present the nominees here. So Willem Dafoe for The Florida Project, Woody Harrelson for Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri, Richard Jenkins for The Shape of Water, Christopher Plummer for All the Money in the World, a very interesting performance, replaced Kevin Spacey <laughs> very late in that production. Yeah. Um Sam Rockwell for three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. 
Uh, Sam Rockwell is clearly the odds-on favorite in Vegas and everywhere else. Um, He's won pretty much every award leading up to this. Uh, So, yeah, how do you feel about this category? Yeah, interesting category. I think, yeah, just kind of going through them. I think Jenkins actually, I know, yeah, we both, we liked Shape of Water. We didn't think it was maybe deserving of 13 nominations and kind of being the front runner for Best Picture. But I thought, I really liked Definitely Jenkins' not. performance in Shape of Water. I think he was a very yeah. necessary character in like bringing humor and just like played off really nicely uh, from yeah. the lead of Sally Hawkins and in, in The Fish man i don't know if he had a yes. technical name but i thought there were fish man yeah, it was just like a very warm performance and yeah you know he's great in everything so uh i, I really liked him in shape of water me too i thought he drove that movie i thought he really yeah. carried it and uh he was my favorite part of it walking out i said richard jenkins was my favorite part as we left the theater so yeah christopher Plummer. i mean how much of this had to do with the emergency swap? And I want to say like 95%. I mean, yeah. and I don't really blame them. It is miraculous that they pulled that <laughs> it off. Is. I mean, this movie was supposed to come out like six weeks. Like the full length trailers were <laughs> up and running. And I know, it's they crazy. replaced Spacey. They shot, you know, Ridley Scott was able to shoot all the scenes and replace yeah. them. I think in I like been... nine days or something, they shot all yeah. of the new scenes. So, I mean, I, I think it's... It's good to recognize him for pulling that off. I don't yeah. think there's a chance that he's going to win it. And I haven't heard anything about the performance itself. I've just heard about this. I've heard crazy, he's re- remarkably yeah. good for this for the yeah, you know yeah. situation. And I he's a beloved actor, so mm-hmm. I, I'm sure he'll get a few votes. But uh, I think you know Sam Rockwell is probably going to take this. Um, yeah, and that's a really good performance. I mean, I would say it is. It's not it's, my favorite movie or character yeah. I, I have to say i really like sam rockwell as an actor and i think he's been great in other movies uh and he's he's really good in this performance i just couldn't get around that character and i had i mean some, he's hard to like in the first yeah, uh had some issues with the movie for sure <laughs> yeah it's an interesting it's a it's tough and delicate material to tackle you know what was written for him as that character and it's yeah it's kind of, you know, a ballsy choice i mean the guy is blatantly racist for most of the movie um but does have a pretty compelling arc and is dynamic. You know, it, it, he does change and goes through some pretty wild events. And I, I, yeah, I think he's deserving. I also want to point out, uh, Willem Dafoe, Florida project. Me too. Um, which is the only, I think believe this is the only nomination that movie got, which it was going into the nominations. People thought, Oh, this might be a best picture, get seven or eight nominations, including best picture. And it was shut out completely except for best supporting actor. You know I what? have seen some steam. I was steam just going to say, yeah, I actually would not be shocked. And mostly, I mean, maybe not mostly for that reason, but that, that reason plays into it that it was the only nomination the movie got. People will feel, you know, inspired to vote for him. And I've heard he's amazing and really carries that movie because it's a lot of, you know, child actors and he's the one, you know, rock and credible actor that's sort of driving the story um so i that's an omission on my list of movies that i haven't seen this year i've seen most of these nominees but that is one i haven't seen Uh, i would not be shocked to see him win and i've definitely heard the same buzz about the momentum behind him so yeah i I, willem dafoe or sam rockwell would not surprise me personally i would vote for richard jenkins uh for the shape of water like we said i thought he Mm -hmm. carried the movie uh, if I had seen the Florida Project, probably would vote for Willem Dafoe because no one else really stuck out to me. Um, some omissions in the nominees: the two people from Call Me by Your Name, I think, were the biggest, uh, you know, universal omissions: Army Hammer and Michael Stuhlbarg, uh, who play yeah. Stuhlbarg uh, two had of a the huge year. Yeah, definitely he is in the Shape of Water also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had yeah Army Hammer down as a potential snub. Yeah, like Woody Harrelson, who uh, you know is really good in everything i don't really i'm not sure if he deserves this nomination particularly given he's not in the the movie for very long (laughs) yeah and and the movie's already yeah represented in the category right it just kind of seems like a situation where it's like oh what do you you know he's good in everything it's an easy choice to include him but yeah i mean the two call me by your name performances for supporting i think uh would have been a better fit me too agreed so do you want to move on to uh lead actress yeah 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 so the nominations are sally hawkins shape of water francis mcdormand three billboards margot robbie i tonya tanya 
Tanya robbed me <laughs> out with this. Uh, oh, Sersha Ronan. Sersha, yeah. I, Sersha I, like I inertia. Everybody's so saying that. She said that. No, no, no. She said that on <laughs> SNL. It's it made it a lot easier for people. She in okay. her monologue, she was like Sersha, like Saoirse. inertia. So yeah, everyone can okay, remember that. Okay, I'm gonna that. remember that. Like inertia, Lady Bird, and then Meryl Streep, The Post. Yes. Let me say right off the bat. When Meryl Streep is the weak link in your category, you know it's, it's really, really strong. <laughs> it's a strong uh, this category. This is her yeah. 21st nomination. Honestly, wow. like, Vicky Crapes from Phantom Thread should have gotten that nomination. Of that was her. my like, why snub. Is, yeah. Yeah, like, why is Meryl Streep, like, what's another nomination? She's not winning this. I mean, it's a really cool character. She's great in it. It's in hard to argue. Yeah. Yeah, I just. But I would have liked to see someone new. I think it's like more the nature of her character and what she represents, particularly yeah. kind of this climate of why she was nominated rather than maybe the performance itself. It's kind of sure. like, I mean, she, she, when is the last time she was like not nominated for an Oscar? I mean, 21 nominations, like she's had a, like a 30 year career. It's, it's, it's just ridiculous. But um, yeah. I mean, obviously she's a legend, but I just think, uh, you know, Vicky Crapes, like new face, great performance really went head-to-head with Daniel Day-Lewis. Yeah, um, the way she played off him was amazing. Yeah. Um, Saoirse, nailing it this time. Uh, Ronan is great in Lady Bird, very mm-hmm. relatable, kind of the way Laurie Mel- Melkalf is... Uh, Metcalf. Me- <laughs> is, uh, yeah, this is, this is just going to be an ongoing it's thing, right. so I'm just going to accept it. I'm here to help you, Ben. Um, Relatable to millions of moms, as I said. I think yeah. her for like high school, you know, students, and I mean that oh, movie yeah. in, in general is so relatable, young women. She's she's totally you know yeah. a, a huge force and inspiring to I'm sure so many people in the country. Yeah. Um. So I don't know. Yeah. What are what are your kind of like takes or who you think should win or who who will win with this category? It's definitely stacked in one of the more. It's Impressive, a stack. Yeah, yeah. it's a great lineup. Um, I can't really argue with any of the nominations. I think I agree. I would put Vicky Crepes over Meryl Streep, although I liked her a lot in in the post. Um, odds on favorite, and I think who is going to win is Frances McDormand. She's been kind of sweeping all the award shows. She's the Vegas odds uh, favorite. Um, she's she gave a really great performance. I think she's the best part of that movie. Um, she's a very strong character. You know, strong willed strong languaged uh <laughs> yep. she's just yeah she's a really really uh you know she's a rock in the industry and she's a you know really great character so i would not be upset at all by her winning um and she's married to joel cohen so you know can't hate on that uh she won Neither good she, for that marriage yeah exactly is, that is one of the weirder marriages of in hollywood yeah, it kind of makes sense to me it it's fitting for the two of them. I'm just saying right. like, they're both weird. So I, I don't know. It just, it works. They have, I'm <laughs> sure, you know, weird pillow talk. Both great artists. Yeah. And, um, she won an Oscar 21 years ago for Fargo. That was her, her lead yeah, actress, yeah, yeah. uh, Oscar that she already has. I personally would vote for Saoirse Ronan for Lady Bird. I think the character just really sort of transcended the culture this year. And it's a beloved movie, beloved story. I thought, without that casting of uh, Sersha just really playing that part perfectly. I think the movie could have, could have not worked as well. And uh, you know, she really, she really made it and, and brought Greta Gerwig's vision to fruition. Um, And it's uh, something staggering about that. She's so young. I'm not sure exactly. She's in her early twenties, but this is her third nomination already for an Oscar. (laughs) She was nominated for, yeah, she was nominated wow. for Supporting Actress in Atonement, and then uh, a couple years ago for Brooklyn, she was nominated. Yeah, I was so. going to say Brooklyn, but I yeah, I didn't know what Atonement... Wow, that's, that's yeah. amazing. Th- Staggering, I mean, right? <laughs> for... I, I mean, I, I there's got to be no one even close to her that age. I know. Both male or female that has three Oscar nominations. I, mean, I know. Jesus. That's and crazy. she's starring... Next year, or this year, it's already filmed, I believe. Uh, she's starring in Mary, Queen of Scots, alongside Margot Robbie, and she plays Mary. So that should be interesting, and I would not be shocked to see her in this category again in 2019. So, uh, yeah. yeah, she has a bright future she's the next ahead Meryl of her. Streep. Uh, yeah, she's exactly. Meryl Streep, no, Streep-like pace. Yeah. I've heard people call her that. So, yeah, amazing <laughs> actress. Um, I do want to um, shout out uh, quickly before we wrap up this category. Yeah. I did think Sally Hawkins was pretty amazing she was great given i mean you know mute character barely Mm -hmm. speaks at all 
that's just as an actor, you know, like just tough to pull off. I mean, yeah, when you're, facial facial expressions. It's one of and, the essentials of, of performance is yeah, speaking, body language. You know, and, and, yeah. and yeah, just to rely completely on your body language to be believable in this romance story where you fall in love with a, a fish man, large fish, fish man. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, that's not not everyone can do that. And I thought she was. Um, yeah, it was it, uh, it was emotional and effective and just a really, really good performance. It doesn't seem like, like you said, I think Frances McDormand, it's hers to lose. She's won, you know, the Golden Globe, the BAFTA, the SAG, all these kind of precursor awards. Yeah. So, and, and I love Frances McDormand, um, but again, really, really strong category. One of the one of the best of the this year's awards. I expect, yeah, I agree. And I expect a great uh, speech from Frances McDormand. She's known for that. Um, all oh, right. Yeah, absolutely. So moving on to lead actor category, we have Timothy Chalamet, Call Me By Your Name, Daniel Day-Lewis, Phantom Thread, Daniel Kaluuya, Get Out, Gary Oldman, Darkest Hour, <clears throat> excuse me, and Denzel Washington for Roman J. Israel Esquire. That is clearly the outlier. Um, <laughs> right. Not just uh, in like the name of the movie like roman <laughs> i mean i don't know i don't even really know what Did, do you guys remember that this movie came out last year <laughs> do you know a single person who's seen this movie no i don't actually and we live not in even like critics. hyper yeah critic even critics like they're the ron tomatoes like not it. enough reviews for <laughs> yeah. to calculate a score i, I mean and we, we're living in like the two you know most centric movie going right. areas in the country probably i i don't i don't i literally i do not know a single person who's seen Roman J. Israel Esquire. I know. I don't either. I'm I'm serious. Um, so <laughs> this category is really strong, and it really I'm glad that Daniel Kaluuya got recognized for Get Out. His performance is, you know, pretty subtle, and it's a lot like in his eyes, obviously, with like the all the gifs and memes of his his crying uh, eyes and really the sunken sh- place. Yeah, yeah. Or go ahead. I was gonna say yeah. With Get Out, uh, very memeified. Yeah, last most, year. Same with Phantom most Thread, memified. actually. That should be Under, a new award. <laughs> over, you know, I, I don't think people were expecting a movie like Phantom Thread to get the uh, the meme traction that it did. Right. Uh, but I have been seeing a lot of that, a Me lot too. Of that online. Well, it's a great movie. Um, so, Timothy Chalamet, I think he's, I don't know how old he is. I think he's like 17. He might be 19 In, in the or movie, something. he's 17. I think he's 22. Is he older than that? Oh, okay. Becky, how he's old is Timothy Chalamet? Who are you asking? Becky. Uh, 23. She's a big fan of his. Nice, nice. Ooh, I love yeah, the... <laughs> I love the room interaction. Live, live element. Yeah, there are other... Yeah, this live is the first, first other voice touch. on the pod. Yeah. Uh, 23. Yeah, okay. very young. He's the youngest... Thanks, Becky. Uh, ...to be nominated uh, since Mickey Rooney in 1944. Actually. Wow. I have that, cool. I have that down. Well, his that's performance a, that's a good stat. Is, is amazing. Okay, that's yeah. You had your shine. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, So the vulnerability and the complexity of his performance—it really, yeah. Especially at that age, to it takes guts to put yourself out there like that. It kind of reminded me of like what Philip Seymour Hoffman, R.I.P., used to do a lot, where he was so vulnerability, like he embraced that so much, and just throughout his career, and really. Uh, just immerse themselves in ro- in the roles, and it's yeah. in Call Me by Your Name, like this underrated physical aspect of his performance. Um, Man, just when you say the name Philip Seymour Hoffman, like I immediately, like my heart just like got heavy. I, <laughs> he's just, he was one of my favorite actors working, and I think yeah. one of the great actors of our time. Really makes me sad to think about him, but um, yeah. Uh, so. Daniel Day-Lewis, obviously, for Phantom Thread. I mean, uh, rumored to be his last performance of all time. Probably won't be, in my opinion. Um, Worked really closely with uh, Paul Thomas Anderson in making this movie and developing this character. Um, He gives a great performance. Um, I don't think he's going to win this award because Gary Oldman for Darkest Hour is kind of, you know odds on favorite by a million he's like minus or plus 5,000 or something in Vegas like he he's gonna win uh if if you can pencil in any on your ballot pencil in Gary Oldman um yeah and it's the type of role that Oscars traditionally go for this historical figure he plays Winston Churchill he's transforming himself he there's a lot of uh 
makeup and you know right. uh, done to make them look much heavier. I think that was all yeah. practical. I don't think it was. It CGI was. It and, was. Yeah. You know, they're gonna win best makeup. I'm, I was gonna mention that later, but that's gonna win best sure. makeup. Also, it's kind of the odds-on favorite there. Oh, man, um, so I, I was talk best makeup. <laughs> yeah. So I recently saw this movie, Darkest Hour, in the theater just a couple nights ago, and I was skeptical and a little bit disappointed by like the general consensus around old men, you know, winning all the awards on the circuit and, you know, eventually will win the Oscar. I was like, eh, you know, it's kind of boring. I felt the same way. But when I saw it, I got it. And he totally deserves this award. I, I have to say over mm. Daniel Day-Lewis and Timothy Chalamet, who I thought yeah. were you know, the next Let best. Let me just throw um, it out there. I, I agree, obviously, Goldman is clear frontrunner, but Daniel yeah. Day-Lewis, there is <laughs> he was amazing, a chance, man. but there's yeah. just a chance that the Academy is like, screw it, if this is his last movie, let's give him a fourth Best Actor Award and just right. solidify him as the GOAT, you know? I mean, it would tie him with Catherine Hepburn as the most acting awards of all time. His performance is good enough for best actor completely. And it has this kind of traditional leading man feel. I mean, you can yeah. see him clearly he isn't hiding behind a Daniel Plainview mustache or Lincoln makeup. And, <laughs> right. um, you know, no one else, no other male actor has three in general. I mean, he's already ahead of everyone. And, right. you know, fourth would be just, you know, this total lead way. And there's yeah. only about, I was doing some research, only about 20 actors, actresses that I've ever won, two best actor statues, Multiple. whether it was, yeah, yeah whether, not just uh, lead actor, even mm-hmm. supporting, you know, there's, uh, you know, Meryl Streep and Jack Tom Nicholson. Tom Hanks, Denzel. Yeah, Hanks, Marlon Brando, you know, obvious people, but it, it is, yeah. it's a small number that just won two, whether yeah. that's supporting or lead. And I could just see, like, like I said, the Academy just being like, you know what, here's an well, upset DDL. Yeah. yeah, I mean, he'll definitely get votes. For sure. But Gary Oldman is also an amazing actor and he's never won an Oscar. So I think it's just his time. You know, he has some controversy about him and some, you know, allegations. And I don't really want to get into all that stuff. But I think just based on the performances, I would vote for him and I think he he will win. So uh, some snubs in this category. uh, You know, you have to mention James Franco, who was nominated for or won the Golden Globe in the comedy best actor category, comedy or musical. Uh, Some controversy about him came out right around the time of the nominations, and that kind of hurt his chances for, you know, the disaster artist being recognized more and and his performance being recognized. So that kind of sucks. Um, But I understand. Like, he probably... He or I thought Robert Pattinson for Good Time should have taken mm. the place of uh, Bill Denzel Washington. Big, uh, yeah, big stand of that performance. I uh, yeah, I mean, well, yeah, like you said, it, the conventional wisdom has been that Denzel got in there because of Franco and the allegations against him and things like that. Um, so it's probably what happened. Is what it is. I mean, it's still really strong category a lot yeah of, definitely know, really great performances um chalamet for me I, was the best performance i saw this year okay i haven't seen darkest hour but yeah um, i would agree with you until i saw darkest hour so yeah yeah so do you want to get into uh some some writing categories yeah yeah the, let's do the two screenplay yeah, yeah. awards so uh adapted screenplay uh call me by your name james ivory the disaster artist uh michael h weber and scott uh Neustadter. sure that's how you pronounce Neustadter. it um yeah logan scott frank and james mangold and michael green molly's game aaron sorkin and then mudbound virgil williams and d Rees. so i think i mentioned in the beginning um the slogan nomination, first ever comic book nominated for this category. So kind yeah. of a watershed moment there. Logan, one it's of cool my ten favorite movies of last year. Right. Really excellent screenplay and just the overall movie. Um I like the Call Me By Your Name screenplay. I, I wouldn't say that it was the strongest element of that film. I would say the performances were. Hmm. And uh, you know, I want to point out Sorkin, that's his third nomination. He won yeah. in two thousand eleven for the social network. Um interesting category what are your what are your initial takes um yeah some big names there um and really cool to see logan nominated and recognized in in some category um great to see d reese nominated for mudbound i think that's a great movie and Mm -hmm. i think she could have been nominated for best director um 
you know, she was, I'm sure she was on the short list, uh, but I think this nomination for adapted screenplay kind of, uh, you know, replaces that nomination for her. Um, and yeah, Aaron Sorkin, obviously a, a mammoth figure in the writing, you know, screenwriting and writing yeah. in general field. Um, I think James Ivory is the, well, he is the odds on favorite in Vegas and he's been winning a lot of the awards. Um, he's the monologue 80... by the father at the end of that. Oh that, that, yeah. That is a Michael Stuhlberg. Yeah. Academy. So oh, that's like catnip for the Academy. That, that speech, yeah, you know, yeah. totally. Yeah. So he's 89 years old, which makes him one of the oldest Oscar nominees ever. Um, it's his fourth Oscar nomination actually. And his first three were for best director. So it'd be cool to see him win this award as such an old man. He probably, you know, won't be able to do too, too much more in his career. And it'd be really cool to see someone with that sort of uh, pedigree awarded. And and not to say it's like a career win. Um, I think he's very much deserving for this, you know, category in this movie, Call Me By Your Name. I thought the script was really great. And you said it didn't, you know, wasn't the best aspect of the movie, but I thought the performances were really grounded by the the writing and and what they had to say and um you know i had some issues with that movie being too long and could have been trimmed down a little bit but it was my number 5 favorite movie of the year so yeah. <laughs> i think it i think i would choose this out of these uh these nominees and i would i would vote for call me by your name and i expect that to win so original screenplay yeah when i read off these uh nominations yeah. So, who did did you pick? Who you think is going to win that adapted screenplay? It, it seems like "Call Me by Your Name" is the favorite. Yeah. Who would you uh, vote for? Would you vote for Logan? Uh, I would vote for Logan. Or I mean, the Disaster Artist. I, I'm almost positive that's just going to get shut out. I think this is. I think the only nomination that it had. <laughs> I don't think it's going to win. And yeah. Um. I thought. I mean, Disaster Artist. I thought was was amazing. So good. You know, we, we've talked about it before, but um. I wouldn't yeah, be mad no, at that I, winning. That that's kind of my my general feeling okay. towards towards this category. Yeah, uh, call me our name, probably Logan, maybe with the upset. I don't know. Mudbound, Netflix. Has yeah, ne- has a Netflix movie ever won an Academy uh, Award? It's a good I, question. I don't think so. I think yeah, Mudbound yeah. getting four nominations really you know changes the game in that in that way for yeah. Netflix. Uh, yeah, so. I would have liked to see maybe uh, Wonder Woman nominated. I thought that was yeah, potentially yeah, that a was snub. One that people thought in general was snubbed, and I don't think yeah got anything. Uh, maybe some technical nominations. No, it didn't get any. Not oh, one. Really? Not one nomination. So yeah, I mean, I, I maybe we'll get to the point someday where uh, you know the box office matters to these nominations, but at this point, it really doesn't. That's not yeah. Well, then not Dunkirk, really taken into consideration. Things like Dunkirk was nominated sure. prevalently. Sure. So yeah. Yeah. Okay, let's uh, let's move on to original screenplay. Um, we have The Big Sick, Emily V. Gordon and Kumail Nanjiani, Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, The Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro and Vanessa Taylor, and then Three Billboards Outside Emmy, Missouri, Martin McDonough. So uh, this is a really good category, really strong. A lot of the you know best picture nominations are in here. Um, the only Big one sick, would be the. Yeah, the big sick. I think this is its only nomination this year, so it's cool to see that movie recognized. I thought we both loved that movie. It was in, both in our top ten. Yeah. Um, so I, I thought that maybe could have been nominated for best picture, but maybe this, you know, original screenplay kind of, you know, replaced that nomination. Uh, yeah. So yeah, so, how do you feel about this? Um, Get Out. I think Get Out's winning. Here. Get Out. I, I think yep. it. That script, I mean, when you want to talk about like originality and Game just like an amazing changer. balance of character and plot, the yeah. twists and turns. I mean, when it's revealed exactly what's going down at this house, and I just <laughs> thought it was just masterfully done. Yeah. I mean, Get Out, it was my number one of last year. I think yeah. this isn't going to be the only award that it wins. I mean, we'll mm. get into um, okay. some of that later, but I, I, I think. My my gut is telling me Get Out's winning a original screenplay. I mean, when you really think original screenplay, I mean, like, come on, like, yeah, that is 
the best original screenplay of, of right. this year. I mean, and you know, Shape of Water, like really creative concept, and you know, three yeah. billboards too, like strong writing. I mean, overall, like these are all really great scripts. But Lady Bird, I would say Greta yeah, Gerwig. Yeah, yeah, oh, totally, totally. So all of I, them, all of them, very worthy of nominations. I don't know. I probably would change three billboards and throw Phantom Thread in there, Paul Thomas Anderson, or oh, maybe yeah. even I Tanya, Stephen Rogers. But it's hard to argue any of these nominations. Get out likely to win i'm i would vote for get out uh it's the odds on favorite in vegas and has won this award in other you know award shows so yeah i think that's pretty much the consensus there so do you want to just quickly yeah let's uh, <laughs> let's take a u let's take a u-turn into our technical uh fetish of <laughs> yeah our favorite one of our favorite awards maybe right. my favorite award cinematography <laughs> it's why we watch honestly. <laughs> i mean like we're, it's our best years. picture is, is cinema <laughs> yeah. you read off these nominations because these some of these names you're better okay. uh, pronunciation and <laughs> okay okay inti- just looking at them they're intimidating to me so just okay why don't you go ahead i will all right we have blade runner 2049 roger deakins mm-hmm. darkest hour bruno delbanel or debanel uh dunkirk hoyt van hoytima Hoytema, Dunkirk, uh, Mudbound, Rachel Morrison. I mentioned this on our last podcast. First woman ever nominated in this category mm. for her work on Mudbound. That's awesome. Really happy that finally happened. It's pretty remarkable. Um, last nominee here, The Shape of Water, Dan Laust- Lausten or something. Mm. Um, Lausten, yeah, I want to say Lausten. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'm just going to go real quick on this it's it's an easy answer for me winner is blade runner 2049 roger yes. deakins yep. uh very much deserves it it's his 14th oscar nomination which is staggering in this category he's one of my all-time favorite cinematographers possibly my favorite of all time um he's been nominated for five coen brother Co- coen brothers movies um including fargo and oh brother where art thou true grit no country um, as well. yeah no country for old men uh, he's done three Denis Villeneuve films, uh, which uh, Blade Runner was, um, Sam Mendes movies, and also The Assassination of Jesse James by the Coward Robert Ford and The Shawshank Redemption, just to name a few movies he's done. Mm-hmm. 14 Oscar nominations. He won the BAFTA Award for this movie already. Um, that's his fourth BAFTA Award. He is an English man, but I think he is one of the great cinematographers of all time, and he's very much deserves it for Blade Runner. It's an uh, amazing visual movie. Um, you know, that pretty much is the story, is the visuals and and the world building and such. So very much deserves it. He's the odds-on favorite. Uh, so, yeah. Do you have anything else to say about the category? Uh, you nailed it on Deacons. I do want to say I, you know, didn't see Darkest Hour, but it kind of pisses me off that that received a cinematography nomination. You know what? That over Phantom then, Thread. Okay, I'm really glad you said that because I felt the exact same way like, about how Darkest good is Hour. the cinematography and it Darkest actually Hour. is really good. Um, oh, okay. I yeah, I'm sorry to say I, I'm not trying to like bash your point. Uh, totally felt the exact same way until two nights ago when I saw it, and yeah, yeah. almost immediately I was struck by the cinematography of that movie and the the production design, which we could mention later. I think that's going to win production design award. Um, yeah, the cinematography is actually really good. So I I did feel the same way, but. I think it is deserving of the nominee nomination. Um, I wanted to mention Phantom Thread also that you said was your snub. So that that's done by Paul Thomas Anderson. He's yeah, in, yeah, yeah. listed as the uncredited director of photography, which to me is like how hilarious would it be what? if he, his <laughs> like, first you... Oscar win was for cinematography? You know, not for I know. writing or director or best pictures. So, right. Yeah. But it's just remarkable achievement <laughs> that he wrote directed and shot and yeah, yeah. you know did the cinematography I do, for phantom thread i think deacons wins here i do want to say that there is a chance that dunkirk i mean yeah. just the technical i mean i think dunkirk is, is going to sweep a lot of these aesthetic and technical awards um maybe like sound i i, I like the sound yeah. mixing and editing i think dunkirk will win i think and, editing for sure yeah so let's get into uh the two big tamales Yes, of <laughs> big tamales of the uh, of the, uh, the Oscar. That's a burrito. Night. 
Yeah, burrito, tamale, salada, <laughs> chimichanga. All right, yeah. best director, Dunkirk, Chris Nolan, Get Out, Jordan Peele, Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, Phantom Thread, Paul Thomas Anderson, Shape of Water, Guillermo del Toro. Yes. So I always view this category as telling me what the Best Picture nominees would have been if they still only had five nominees. Agreed. As I think most people know, back in, I think, 2009, they expanded the Best Picture category to be After the Dark Knight. Yeah, the Dark Knight stub. But this is like a way of telling me, like, these are probably the five. Yeah. Although it is interesting that uh, Three Billboards, Martin McDonough, not that I love the direction in that, that it just wasn't included given... I'm glad it wasn't. (laughs) Yeah, given just all the awards that it's won up until this point. And it's just just surprising. But um, Phantom Thread, love the nomination. Obviously, you know my feelings about PTA. The direction in that film was, it was a bit more in like the background in the sense, which is kind of the mm. style that he's adopted in the last few films. Like it doesn't mm-hmm. have, you know, compared to like Boogie Nights where it's like so clear that this guy is like this wonder kid behind the camera and just sure. is swinging it around and doing all these flashy editing techniques and just really um, putting his like trademark on the film. I mean, it totally sure. felt that way, but it it was more like subtle direction in a sense. It was. Um, it still should have been nominated. I'm never going to say he shouldn't be nominated for anything, but uh, I thought it was interesting that he got in there um, outside of th- the three. I'm glad he did. Yeah, I thought it was yeah. a, a bit, yeah, understated direction, and I thought it was his most approachable movie to date, and and sort of universally uh, understandable, maybe or I don't know. Yeah, uh, most focused just, story. And yeah, it, I just thought it was. A nice shift in his career, and I'm I'm really happy to see that you know the Academy and others are enjoying it and and recognized mm-hmm. it as great. Yeah. So uh, so who do you think will win? Who do you think should win? So, I think if you're talking just pure direction, honestly, like as far as who should win, no doubt in my mind it's Chris Nolan. Actually, I think I don't Ooh. think we should get cute here. Like if it's you watch spicy, all five of these movies. Meatball. Yeah. If you watch all five of these movies back to back, I feel like people you would just think like, oh yeah, that Dunkirk like the direction was crazy. Like that movie just mm. had this visceral experience and cinematic. Like yeah. it just it, it's a towering technical achievement. It's his actually first um, best director nomination. It is, which I is really love this. And I just I don't know. He's been so important to movies in the last twenty years. I like yeah. as important as anyone. This combination of artful blockbusters that are smart yet appealing to the masses. He's the closest mm-hmm. thing we have to Steven Spielberg since Steven Spielberg. And mm. it's, like I said, probably going to just sweep the technical categories instead. But mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, I think, you know, there's a lot more young people in the uh, in the voting base now. People really love Dunkirk this past summer. I mean, yeah. I, we, we like forgot like, but that was a movie that audiences really freaking loved and, and but came out to the w- theater for it. It was a bit of a polarizing movie because I did hear a lot of critics that didn't enjoy it and and like vehemently disagreed that was it was some, a great movie. Overall, yeah. though, I mean, it got you know really solid, high really claim. solid reviews. Yeah, there, yeah. there were some people that yeah that you know had their criticisms, but uh, no, I'm happy to see it nominated for this. Jordan Peele's direction in Get Out is awesome. I yeah. would be you know, and he's the first African American nominated for Best Picture, Best Original Screenplay, and Best Director all in the same year. It's awesome. Um, I would be kind of shy. Like we're gonna get into Best Picture after this, but as far as director, I mean, maybe you see this happen where director and picture split. I don't have the stat off the top of my head, but I feel yeah, like that it happens is, often. Yeah, so there could be a split here. Um Lady Bird, Greta Gerwig, like I've said, I, it's crazy that this was her first movie, and she's the first, uh, or the, not the first, but fifth female ever to be nominated in this category, first since Catherine Bigelow yeah. won in 2010 with The Hurt Locker. Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, maybe there's an upset there. I I, I don't know. I mean, it's. I, I will say... She anyway, may have even, been nominated for Zero Dark Thirty also. I'm not sure. I can't remember. Yeah. I think... Um, and then we haven't mentioned Guillermo del Toro, who is the is the front runner in this. Category. Yeah, he's the odds on favorite. Yeah. yeah, and he's been winning most of the awards leading up to this. He won the BAFTA. He won the DGA, which is huge for the Oscars. Usually tells who's going to win this award. Um, 
yeah, it's an amazing category. To me, this is the best category of all this year, just because uh, it's really exciting to see Greta Gerwig in there and Jordan Peele, obviously. Those two movies just really, um, you know, I have this buzzword of zeitgeist, uh, really captured the zeitgeist of this moment and became like universally beloved and talked about movies and you know, not the most traditional Oscar nominations, maybe Lady Bird more than Get Out, but uh, really cool. And I'm so happy to see Christopher Nolan finally get a nomination. Obviously, I would never say anything against Paul Thomas Anderson getting it. Uh, I personally would vote for Paul Thomas Anderson, and that was really You'd solidified vote for him to be president. For yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I would vote for it just because the fact that he wrote and did the cinematography, and you know handled Daniel Day-Lewis and Vicky Crapes and uh, Leslie Manville, these three like amazing performances all in one. Uh, the the circumstances around filming that movie, the way they shot it in one townhouse and, you know, like lived together. And I just thought it was an amazing way, amazing job of like capturing an essence of a story and, and yeah. portraying and he, it on film. He's never won. Film. An Oscar, no. actually. I mean, he's been. No, he was nominated for There Will Be Blood, but this is only his second nomination for. He was Best nominated Director. for uh, for screenplay for Boogie Nights as well. So oh, okay. But, but not for that wasn't a not for director. director. Sure. So, so yeah, I think I think the Guillermo del Toro will win. Um, my one snub would have been uh, Luca Guadagnino for Call Me by Your Name. Mm-hmm. Um, that actually would have rounded out. If he had been nominated over Guillermo, that would have been my top five movies nominated for Best Director. So that I thought took a little pride <laughs> in that that I kind of kind of had it right, except for The Shape of Water, which I I liked but didn't love. Um, I'm a little shocked by how many nominations it got and sort of the critical appeal to it, but uh, it's not a bad movie or anything. I I love some other Guillermo del Toro movies, but this was like my fourth or fifth favorite Guillermo del Toro movie. So uh, just a little shocked to see it uh, so so sort of universally yeah. accepted. And I think it's, if he wins, like kind of good for him. I'm not his biggest no, fan. No, you can't be mad at it. He's good for Hollywood. He creates original stories and worlds. Yeah. He's an auteur. Mexican man. Yeah, yeah re- rewarding and acclaimed director of the last, you know, 20 years in the business. Yeah. The Academy loves doing, like, you've paid your dues and now it's your time type For narrative. sure. So, uh, yeah, let's get into, uh, I mean, if that was the big tamale, I don't even know what the <laughs> yeah. dude's best picture is, but this is this the... This is uh, the, uh, the loaded Chipotle burrito. All right, here it is. Best picture nominations, real quick. Call Me By Your Name, Darkest Hour, Dunkirk, Get Out, Lady Bird, Phantom Thread, The Post... The Shape of Water, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. The via, By a very narrow margin, Three Billboards right now is the Vegas odds-on favorite and has won, it won the BAFTA, won the Golden Globe. Um, the Shape of Water is right there uh, as the second leading favorite, mm-hmm. followed by Get Out and Lady Bird. So um, how do you feel about this category, the nominations? Who do you think is going to win? Who do you think should win? Any snubs? I've got some thoughts. Um, Spill it, girl. So Spill I, it. I, I, yeah, you know, it's interesting to always look at Best pack Picture, and I always think, you know, which of these movies 10 years from now is going to have the best legacy or be the most relevant? And you could, yeah. honestly, I think, make a case for all of them, except for maybe Darkest Hour. And again, I haven't seen it, and I, I don't know, maybe you agree. Like, I just no, think, no. Yeah, I is agree. that going to be I mean, right it, 10 years It's a really now? good movie, but sure. I I'm, may never watch it again. You know, you could go, you know, line by line, like, Call Me By Your Name, like, you know, could be the movie that broke Timothy Chalamet, like the next Robert De Niro. I mean, he could be like, you know, sure. the next great American actor, Lady Bird, yeah. first movie directed by Greta Gerwig, if she ends up having this amazing directorial career. And I don't know that. I think that's just a movie that's going to be relevant with high schoolers for a very long time. Um, I know you where know, you're going with this. Three, three billboards, uh, you know, harsh look at middle America, police negligence, uh, racism, uh, Shape of Water, I maybe I mean it has a very old fashioned Hollywood style to it. It's yeah, kind of love the music, yeah, mid century Hollywood, very well rounded, cinematic. There's rain yeah. in movie theaters. <laughs> There's you know rain. the love story. Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, the Oscars love rain. I guess <laughs> totally, man. Um, Dunkirk, I mean, just this pure visceral reaction and most mm. it's kind of the most cinematic performance in a way. And 
Chris yeah. Nolan, as I said, has been kind of just this such an important figure of, yeah. in kind of, you know, just mainstream filmmaking in the last 20 years. And it was years. kind of like an, an art house war film that went mainstream. Yeah, yeah. Phantom Thread is the final Daniel Day-Lewis film. I would Ooh. say one of the best three PTA movies. Um, you know, even like the post, like if Trump ends up getting indicted or like the press breaks a story about him that has him get impeached, uh, which is probably more likely than not. Like, I don't know, the post could be seen as like 10 years from now. It's like, oh, remember when that movie came out, you know, yeah. the year before that this happened? Who knows? <laughs> yeah, totally. Um, get Out. I, I I would say, though, um, out of all those reasons, I think that that is the movie that will be remembered the most 10 years from nice. now. Um, yeah. Just an unforgettable movie-going experience. Um you know my if you've heard our best movies pod of 2017 you know all my thoughts on it i'm not gonna even like get into to why and this is a very um unpredictable category this year there's like four or five that could potentially win which is almost never the case it's always just like there's a clear yeah. front runner and there's like a second one that's usually like yeah it could maybe upset but it, it ends up being fairly predictable but mm-hmm. i don't know i think if i had to put you know shape of water tough one. is um most likely I mean, I don't know. It's probably, like you said, it's in the lead. But Get Out is picking up steam. And yeah. I would not be, I, I wouldn't be shocked if that won. And it would be amazing. If I wouldn't did. either. Yeah. yeah it. This is an, a remarkable category this year because, like you said, there's usually one or two clear-cut favorites and, you know, the only choices that could win. This year, I think there are legitimately five movies that are going to get a lot of votes and it's going to be a really split vote. Um, I think it's interesting that Three Billboards and The Shape of Water kind of had all the momentum going into the nominations, but there's been a little bit of backlash. I don't know if that's, oh, totally, you know, yeah. just more people seeing them or the, you know, the nominations coming out and people being like, uh, I don't really love this movie as much as I initially thought. Um, some real issues coming out about Three Billboards, just like the subject matter and like you said, the, you know, the material touched on in that movie. Um I would vote for Phantom Thread. I put it at my number one <laughs> movie of the year, um, so I kind of just have to stand by that. And it would be cool to see the Academy like get ahead of history a little bit and give a movie that's, you know, like Stanley Kubrick never won a Best Picture Award or Best Director Award, and he's now considered one of the great artists of the, the medium and, uh, you know, best filmmakers of all time. So, yeah, it just it kind of feels like that to me, like give a movie in the moment that is going to be remembered most. And like you said, Get Out will probably be remembered most and Lady Bird as a movie from this year, but as like an all-time great film, I don't know. I, I think Phantom Thread has that p- potential. But yeah, um, I'm going to surprise really, yeah. you here. I'm going to surprise you real quick. I think Lady Bird's going to win. Oh, I think, uh, I think the momentum behind that movie the the era the you know the the time and place the zeitgeist as i said the capturing the the mood and feeling of this time of history uh i just think it's going to get a lot of votes it was universally beloved a lot of people had it as their number one movie uh you know young and old and i think it sort of breaks down barriers of age and generational gaps along with get out does the same thing but those two movies are just fascinating, and I hope one of those two wins. I would be happy with Get Out or Lady Bird. I would be very unhappy if The Shape of Water or Three Billboards <laughs> wins. Um, you know, nothing personal. I just I didn't like those movies as much as all these other movies. Um, so yeah, and I just don't really understand them. Shape of Water. It's like somehow both like a safe and like risky choice in a sense. Like you know, the logline for that movie is like a mute woman falls in love with a fish man. Like that isn't <laughs> yeah. The English patient, you know, like, er, but it, it's, it's, it's not uh, only falls in love, Ben. Right. Right. And I, I don't know. It's just a very eclectic group of nominees. I mean, you have these intimate coming of age stories with Lady Bird, yeah. Call by Your Name, these period romance dramas of Shape and Water, Phantom Thread, modern yeah. day thriller, masterpiece, Get Out, War <laughs> Film, Dunker, yeah. Pitch Black Comedy, Three Billboards, and then the Post and Darkest Hour are a little more like standard Oscar fare, but definitely much more eclectic and i think this was like a year where it's great to have the expanded um number of nominees because it was a really strong year for movies so i'm going get out you're going lady bird yeah 
Yeah, let's, that's let's that's the big one of the night. I, I I hope I really hope we're right and one of those two movies wins. I'd be totally happy with either of those. But be prepared obviously. for Shape of Water to just crush you. I know, <laughs> I know. All right, let me quickly. I we're we're gonna run through this super fast. I'm gonna do some of these other categories. Help you win your Oscars betting pool. Hopefully, um, you know, don't don't attack me if these are wrong because I'm just going on some Vegas odds and sort of my hunches. Yeah, yeah. Um, but just to help people out a little bit who haven't seen a lot of these movies, um, animated feature Coco. Put no put your house I mean, on it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Put the <laughs> bet the mortgage. <laughs> Liquidate everything, all your assets. Put it on Coco. <laughs> Definitely going to win uh, Pixar movie. Yeah. Uh, foreign language film, a fantastic woman from Chile is the odds on favorite right now in Vegas. Haven't seen any of those five movies. I'd love to. I usually watch those movies like the next year or some of them. So yeah. Um, original score. This was kind of a big one for us and a really good category. Some big names. Um, the odds on favorite and, the the person and score that's been winning a lot of the awards is the shape of water alexandra desplat uh he or desplat uh i don't know french french pronunciation there he has won a lot of awards already but phantom thread johnny greenwood that's who i would vote for he he has a lot of momentum behind him he's done a lot of the scores for paul thomas anderson obviously the lead guitarist for radiohead ben and i think of that speech Think oh, of the I Johnny know. Freaking I want to see. On the I hope he shows up. There's a chance people. he won't. <laughs> yeah, there's oh a chance God. he won't show up. I don't know. I, th- I feel he's not like socially able. <laughs> but uh, who knows? Just, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know anything about him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I don't know much about him, but I know he seems like a shy figure. But um, Dunkirk, Hans Zimmer. That was an amazing score. A bit loud. <laughs> um, yeah. Star Wars: The Last Jedi, John Williams. That's uh, sort of a boring nomination to me. The score um, wasn't really memorable in Last Jedi. I mean, it was, I love that yeah. movie, but it was it was kind of random that that got thrown in there. You know? uh, so yeah, uh, three billboards. Carter Burwell, great, great, uh, you know, composer. He yeah, also yeah. was nominated there. Um, I think we both would vote for Johnny in that one. Mm-hmm. All right, um, original song quickly. I think "Remember Me" from Coco is gonna win. Uh, it's won all the awards leading up to this. Great song. Um, film editing. I think Dunkirk has a strong, strong yeah. chance. Um, some other Baby Driver, I Tanya, Shape of Water, Three Billboards. That's a yeah. cool category. Baby, Dri- Baby Driver I, had really good editing. I mean, uh, it did. Edgar yeah. Wright is. That's like he's known for that kinetic. Like, yeah, you know that's one of his trademarks is like the quick cuts and editing really style. cool movie. Yeah. I'm yeah, it got three nominations. I was glad it got recognized for some of those uh, technical awards. Visual effects, I think Blade Runner twenty forty nine deserves yeah. it. Um, Guardians of the Galaxy two, Kong Skull Island was really cool. Star Wars: The Last Jedi and War for the Planet of the Apes that may win with you know the Andy Serkis, uh, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, what are they called the little lights the cg you know suit that he wears and performs yeah mo- the... motion motion capture motion capture yeah mo-cap. thank you yeah mocap thank you couldn't think of it um sound editing um i would vote for dunkirk i don't really want to get into all the other nominees uh <laughs> yeah. sound mixing baby driver i'd like to see baby driver yeah, win the one of these three that. yeah yeah really cool really cool and <laughs> You mentioned Dunkirk, the mixing. Uh, you didn't love the way the the audio was. Not, well, it's hard to hear of... in an IMAX theater where it just yeah. kind of trembled your insides and. And that that may have been a factor of just the the theater and the IMAX theaters not properly EQing and and equalizing their uh, their yeah. speakers and shame on yeah, that theater. So. <laughs> well, also, yeah, also want to shout out that uh, Kobe Bryant is probably going to win an Oscar for best animated was, yeah. short, Dear <laughs> Basketball. Dear Basketball, sure, I was going to get to that. Why not, why not add that to his uh, collection <laughs> yeah, of definitely. a decorated life? Yeah, he's nominated for short film animated. Uh, I actually saw that movie at the Hollywood Bowl with John Williams conduct- conducting the live orchestra of the score. And then Kobe Bryant came out on stage and narrated the movie live and uh, that was a really cool experience so that would I, I would vote for that just because i saw it live and it was really cool it's the only yeah. one i've seen in that category um production design i mentioned earlier i think darkest hour has a good chance to win but i really have no idea 
um, costume design, Phantom Thread, Mark Bridges. That's it a shoe win. Yeah, chalk that one up on your ballot. Uh, Phantom Thread's going to win that. Makeup, same thing. Darkest Hour is going to win. Documentary feature, Faces Places, likely to win. I would pencil that in. Um, I haven't seen it. That's a movie high on my list of omissions, the things that I haven't seen this year. It's still like not available on iTunes. It's it's still or for else, I'm yeah. like yeah. Why don't you let people see this movie before the Oscars yeah, yeah. is nominated? Yeah. I don't get it. Like I'll pay for it. Um, also the Netflix doc about the Russian doping. Yeah, Icarus. I, yeah, yeah. Brian Fogel. Uh, that was a really good movie. That's that's actually right now the only one of these five that I've seen. Um, did you watch it? No, but it's on it's on the top of my to watch list. Nice. Yeah, I watched it last year when it came out. It's a really fascinating documentary about the Russian doping scandal. And it's kind of a story that was like accidentally uncovered by this filmmaker. He was he was kind of just doing this uh, cycling documentary about himself trying to do steroids and see and human growth hormone or whatever to see how it affects him. And as like an older man trying to make it in the cycling world and uh, just, you know, tap into that world and, and uncover some of the secrets. But all of a sudden it, he got connected with this Russian guy and it, he sort of uh, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. divulged the entire story of the Russian doping scandal to this documentarian. So it's a fascinating movie. Um, but I think Faces Places with the the photographer artist JR and this uh, this woman Agnes Varda is going to win. Um, so yeah, that's, that's all of the categories. We went through all of them. I didn't mention documentary short subject. And who gives, short film, who honestly gives live action. Yeah. yeah well, I, I like those categories and yeah, I'm glad yeah, yeah, they no, still so do, do it. I'm, and some I'm years I will, and I may do it actually before the Oscars, I'll go to a theater that's showing, um, a screening of all of those movies. Uh, yeah. so look, check those out around wherever you are. Um, a lot of theaters will show, um, it's called like the Oscar nominated shorts, um, presentation. It's really cool to see all of those. And then you can have a rooting interest while you watch the Oscars and have like a, you know, an educated vote. So, uh, it's, it's worth doing. So that is going to do it for this episode of Must Go Faster. Thanks so much as always for listening. Uh, obviously, we're looking forward to seeing the events unfold this Sunday. Hopefully, you guys enjoyed this and and won some. Uh, yeah. I don't know your, your ballots or betting pools or whatever. However, you're involved in the Oscars, but uh, yeah, yeah, Sunday, March fourth, to, to watching it with you guys or yeah, I don't, I'm not with you, not but, with you, you guys. Know, you know what I mean. Yeah, thanks for listening as always. Enjoy the Oscars. Go Phantom Thread. Get out. Go get out. Go Ladybird. Top three. All right. Thanks for listening. See you soon.